Why, hello, and thank you for choosing the Vegan Luna podcast. If you came here to listen to influencers, business owners, people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions, then you came to the right show. This show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact, whether it's the environment, whether it's for health, or whether it's for the animals. This podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Perium, for providing some of the best organic superfoods that you could find on the market, as well as Vegan Nation, who is the first ever company to create a cruelty-free currency. All right. Hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. We're here with another uh, special episode where we have someone from all the way on the other side of the world in the UK. Um, Her name is Ruth Amanda and she uh, is a teacher. And just today, she is now a published author, which is so awesome. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into that, um, what I want to do is answer or have you answer our quick vegan questions okay normally it's five but i've dropped it down to three because i like the the pace that it goes when it's at three all right so question number one you said in one of your bios on your social media that you want to do whatever it takes to get speciesism out of schools what do you mean by that and and how can that happen oh wow well first of all thank you for having me here today and Second of all, you've done your homework. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, um, I really thought hard about that statement because um, people are saying, like, we need to do this, we need to get veganism here, and we need to do this with veganism. And I'm trying to kind of remove that word. That, that word vegan, it kind of has a lot of stigma. It shouldn't, but it does. Uh, so I kind of thought about um, – sorry, I kind of thought about the um, – um, about a way to reverse that and uh, well speciesism it's a keyword and it's it's schools are rife with it and, and obviously you know it's been a while since most of us have been at school but I'm a primary teacher um, and I work as a, a supply teacher now so I, I kind of cover any classes that, that need covering so I can be in a different school every day in a different year group every day so I see a lot of instances where there is speciesism in schools where the staff aren't informed, where the children are being told things that are not true, where there's images of animals being portrayed not in a good way. So I would like to, I'd like to remove that. And I know it's, it's a big task. So I'm chipping away at it slowly and just letting the world know that I'm here and this needs to stop. And it's, it doesn't need to be a scary thing. We just need to address it just the way the same way as in schools, we don't anymore say, you know, like a policeman. We always say a police officer. We don't say a fireman. We always used to, but we have training. So we don't say that anymore. We say fire officer because it's the, you know, the politically correct thing to do. But they don't think about this when it comes to animals and the food that they eat and the books that are in children's classrooms. Oh, my goodness. Especially in early years classrooms with the small children, there's pictures of farm animals and like, cute little happy cows who are being milked by a farmer with a little bucket and the cows happy and the farmer's happy and it's a sunny day 
when in, re in reality that's not true so children are, are being lied to consistently across the board most recently I was in a school and I found out that they promote something called cool milk and it's a government subsidized program and they give it to children from kind of like poor families basically and they give them this free milk as a subsidized program so it's kind of like our most vulnerable people in society the poor children and the and the young and they're telling them that this this milk is good for them and they you know I was in this one class and the the teacher was kind of like showing off that her children knew all this stuff and this little boy was going yeah and I, I'm going to grow big bones and it's got calcium if I drink all my milk but at the same time this children was finding it quite this child sorry was breathing quite heavily as though he had asthma or you know some kind of mucus going on lots of little kids you know it happens but uh, it resonates a lot with me because before I cut out dairy from my diet I had really bad asthma and there were no tests done for that there were no kind of like the doctors didn't say hey did you ever think that you know you have a dairy allergy or you're just not a baby cow you know that never happened um, so I kind of I really feel for these children I feel like we all know that us vegans all know that the animals are the innocent ones in this thing, but we don't really think about how the children are the innocent ones too. If, if I know if I told a child, you know, this is where your food comes from, in a nice way, of course, I know they wouldn't eat it. I know they wouldn't choose it. So I feel like we're, we're lying to them and we're forcing it on them. So I just really want to just remove this whole notion from, from schools. Yeah, if, if a child like actually saw where their chicken nuggets come from, you know, or where the milk they're drinking comes from or the cheese on that pizza yeah, or the hot dogs or the hamburgers. I, if they watched exactly how, how that was mm -hmm. created, they would be horrified. And, and, and that tells you a story that tells you that, that it's not natural to do, you know, the things that we're doing. All right. So question number two, which kind of you answered Absolutely. a little bit in question one, uh, but We'll just go with it. What are kids being taught about animal agriculture, dairy, and egg industries? What are some of the things that they are being taught? Oh, my, my goodness. It's just um, the food pyramid's all wrong. I, I know this. I'm a parent myself, too. So my daughter was in a class. She was in kind of, she was probably around 12 at the time. And they were in science, and they were teaching them the food pyramid. So my daughter said, I'm sorry, but this isn't correct. So I need to show you the vegan food pyramid and she sketched sketched it out for the teacher and showed her you know all the different proteins you can get and everything so the teacher was quite surprised she had no idea and so that's one thing uh, and I know schools in England I don't know what it's like over there but I do know people who've reported to me that schools here they have uh, dairy cows that come in so dairy cows will visit school and the children will get to see the dairy cow and maybe have a goat milking it and obviously they don't show them or tell them about the boys that get taken away and, you know, the, the real things that a, a cow has to suffer in order to produce that milk, which obviously we don't want to tell our, our children the whole truth. However, if, if, it's too, if it's too scary to tell the children, then should we be doing it in the first place? And I, I really think that children don't even need to see, like you said, you know, if children could see the footage, if they actually could see what these animals went through, they wouldn't do it. But I don't think they even need to see that. I really, th I mean, the character in my book, sorry, I didn't mean to plug my book, but the main character in my book, she just realizes one day that she kind of thinks that the sausages, that pigs make sausages. And she's, she kind of laughs at herself a little bit because she has this sudden realization that one day she realizes that the sausages are actually made 
from pigs, not by pigs. So I think a lot of children kind of think that, you know, and they kind of think, oh, you know, they have this little image in their head where there's chickens in a factory and they're just kind of making chicken nuggets, you know, for the children to eat. Because you, you take the children to farms and I did this with my own child before I was vegan. I took her to a, a farm nearby and she held a little chick and it was cute. But I never thought to question what would happen to that chick later. I know now. So it's, um, we teach them that these animals are beautiful and cuddly, but then we don't show them the bits in between. So it's, uh, it hurts me, you know, that, that we're lying to the children that way in so many ways. Yeah, for sure. Great. So question number three, what is the biggest myth about veganism? Oh, my goodness. The biggest myth. Well, there's so many. <sighs> if you were to choose um, one. Oh, my goodness. I think kind of I could take this two ways. I know you're telling me to choose one. But for me, when I first decided I didn't want to eat animals anymore, sorry. <laughs> for me, it was that vegans just eat grass and twigs and vegans just kind of eat raw veg. And I, I'll, I'll admit, I was a salad dodger. I still am. You know, I was a veg dodger. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't, I don't even know what to eat now. I'll, I'll just eat toast and potatoes because I genuinely, and can I have the margarine? I don't know. Is so it was kind of a myth of, of what vegans actually eat. And I still see that going on now. And um, I just said, well, if I can manage it and, and love it and enjoy the food that I'm eating, then I'm pretty sure anybody can. But the myth that really bothers me at the moment is that a lot of people think that <laughs> being vegan is like this elitist thing, that you have to be super rich or you have to be of a certain skin color or you're, you have to be from a certain background um, or a certain stereotypical type of person to be vegan. And I think that's why it's so important um, for people of a range of different professions to step forward and say, hey, do you know what? I'm vegan. I'm vegan. I'm a teacher. So, you know, I'm not a, an activist. I suppose I am now by default. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Um, you know, I'm not a, a hippie or a tree hugger or all these silly notions I'd, I'd rather be a tree hugger or a hippie than an animal zombie flesh eater anyway uh, but um, I think that's a big myth that you know vegans are a stereotypical type of person they have to have lots of money which is weird because conversely they say that vegans have to have lots of money and then the next minute they're saying that vegans are tree huggers and they don't have jobs so which is it you know yeah, yeah, the, the stereotypes the stereotypes definitely get mixed and matched and some don't make sense. Sometimes, oh, you're so weak and then if you're a big bodybuilder, oh, you're using steroids, you know, like, which is it? I'm mm -hmm. weak, scrawny, dying because I don't have protein or I have too much protein, like, I don't understand, yeah. right? So there's a lot of contradictory, but I remember back before, before I went vegan that I used to say, um, like one of my one of my trainings in one of my restaurants, we had a vegan cheese, and I used to you know talk about the vegan cheese. And when I was doing the orientation for the people and talking about all the products that we have, when I would talk about vegan cheese, I would say, and then we have the vegan cheese, you know, and it's made from twigs and dirt. You know what I mean? As a joke, yeah. like that was my that was my <laughs> <Yeah>. joke, right? <laughs> you know so what funny. I mean? And I might even ask like, hey, are there any <laughs> vegans? Are there any vegans? You know, out there? You know what I mean? Like, sorry, you know, like I might apologize to them. You know, but I didn't really mm -hmm. realize that, like you said, for your next myth is, is, or the next myth that you said, it, it's not really that you're in a class or that you're rich or that you're this, this part of the world or anything like that. It's that you just suddenly realize that, hey, 
I don't want to participate in things that harm animals. So I'm just going to stop participating Mm -hmm. in things that harm animals. And anyone, no matter where you live, no matter where you are, no matter what color, sex, religion, race, gender you are, profession, whatever you are, like you could, you could wake up and you could say, Hey, I don't want to harm any animals anymore. Anybody could do that. So you're right. It's a big myth. Like you have to be a certain type. Anybody can just believe that. It's a very simple belief. Um, it's just, I don't want to pay and participate for harming animals. And then you just stop participating. You know, that's really all it is. Great job on the quick vegan questions. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, introduce yourself um, a little bit more. What do we not know about you? Oh, wow. What do you not know about me? That's, you know, that's a tough, 40, that's, a tall, got, that's a tall question. We've, we've got a lot of years to cover here. Where, where do you want to start? You know, it, it all started back at high school, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So my name's Ruth. Um, on Facebook, you know me as Ruth Amanda because I'm a teacher. So I don't use my last name because, you know, students typing and finding me. And then there's the whole vegan thing. And I already got fired from a teaching job for being vegan. So I've just got to be a little bit careful for now. Um, is I don't want people to get the wrong idea who don't know me that well. Um, so I'm Ruth Amanda on Facebook, but I'm also the vegan teacher. Um, so I've got a page there. I've got a YouTube channel, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And now, as you know, I'm kind of playing around with TikTok. You know, successfully, not successfully. I don't know, but it's there anyway. And I just released a book. So I'm now an author and an illustrator as well as a, as a teacher. And I did release this book initially under the pen name Vegan Teacher, but Kindle Direct Publishing didn't like that. So it has actually been published with my actual name, Ruth Greenwood. So I am now officially out there. I've crawled out of that vegan closet or whatever. And I've, um, I've identified, yes, this is me now. And um, I've had some great responses. It's been fantastic. So it's been kind of a long process to get there. If you'd have asked me five years ago, if you'd have told me five years ago, you know, Ruth, in five years, you are not only going to be a vegan, but you are going to be a vegan activist. You will have bought the T-shirt and you will have written the book too. I would have just laughed in your face because I was just like, no, I'm not going to be one of those vegans. They're weirdos. It's not going to happen. But look, here I am now. And it's been a process. You know, it, it took a few years for that penny to drop properly and to realize just how barbaric humans can be. I think I was far too trusting in the whole process that um, the things that I was told when I was a child were true. I think I questioned many things when I was younger. However, the internet wasn't around then. You know, it didn't come out until I was in my late 20s. And and even then it was dial-up connections and the, the information just wasn't there. So if you needed to know the answer to a question, you asked your mom or your dad or your uncle or you had to go to the reference library and search in the dusty books, which obviously weren't going to tell you what I needed to know. So... So I believe what I was told, like everybody else. And um, next time around, I had the realization when I was in my 30s and then researched it. And I don't think I came up for air for about three years because there's just so much information out there. And um, the more I researched and the more I read, the more I realized that, um, yeah, I don't want to be participating in this anymore. I don't want to fund it. But not only that, I realized how much healthier I was. I realized how much healthier my daughter was. And I learned about the, um, about the environment too, and the impact is there. So it was like a whole shock process, and every day there was something new. And even now, there's still new things that I'm learning every day. And then, um, and then I think you made reference to this in another one of your podcasts, because I have been listening. 
uh, about the earthling Ed speech about the dog, you know, and you know, which kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that walks past somebody beating a dog in the street? Or are you the kind of person that goes and says, hey, this isn't acceptable. You can take your hands off that dog and I'm taking the dog off you. And I'm that person. So it's, it's been difficult though because family and friends have been tricky. Uh, you know, I've lost a few people along the way and it's been quite upsetting and quite, quite lonely at times, I suppose. But um, days like today really make me feel alive and really f make me feel like I know I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm having this awesome conversation with you. I've released my book and I've had comments from around the world from people that I've been kind of chatting to, like my little vegan hub, my community of people that I haven't met before, but I know so much about and they're, they're such kind people and they've all been like, oh my goodness, Ruth, you know, the world needs this book. Thank you so much. And then reminding me about times that I've supported them and times that I've helped them and things that I'd even forgotten about. Like there was a, a lady that, that shared my book today and about a year ago, she was in a similar position to me. She was, she was struggling at school and they said that she, they actually dismissed her from school because she'd been speaking to the kids about animal rights and animal welfare in her class. And they said she was brainwashing the children. And I gave her some support online and I got the vegan society to come in and they, they were amazing. They gave her some legal representation so she got her job back and she's still working at the school and I'd kind of forgotten that happened. So it's been, today's been quite an emotional day. It's been really fantastic, but it, it kind of, it's all come in a full circle and everything's coming together really nicely. So yeah, I'm sure there's loads more I could talk about, but in a nutshell. Yeah, I think, I believe in karma and I think karma, karma's real, you know, and if you if you are doing bad things, you know, bad things are mm -hmm. likely to come your way, you know, and if, yeah. if you're doing great things and good things and, and it's in, and, and you're focused about, you know, helping others and, and being positive, you know, then that's going to come your way too, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I know what you mean. And, and also even, even the part about sometimes being lonely and that sort of stuff and, and, and it can be tough, but I, I, I believe that if you had a friend right before you were a vegan and then you decide to stop harming animals and participate in that and they don't want to be your friend then i think that's like a blessing in disguise you know mm -hmm. like if you don't mm -hmm. want to support me if you don't want to take the time to get to know what i'm about and what i care about and why that's important and at least like try or acknowledge or or try to understand you know what i mean then then maybe this isn't worth it right but then on mm -hmm. the flip side you gain so much more people, oh like goodness. way more. Mm -hmm. Like if you lost two, three, four friends, you probably gained 500 to a thousand plus friends, you know? Um, Absolutely. Like when I first started my journey, I had like a hundred followers on Facebook or something like that. And I have mm -hmm. like almost 4,000 followers or something on Facebook, which is kind of crazy. And oh, like wow. Instagram was like mm -hmm. saying like 50, I like maybe like less than 50 followers. You know what I mean? And then it grew to like over 2000. So it, even just that alone, it kind of tells you like how much more people I'm connecting with, how much more people I'm talking with. Every day you wake up to new messages, to new conversations, to new comments, to new um, information, to new people, you know? So I feel like it's the opposite, like really like 
yeah, I mean, that's the opposite. Like you did mention this, the community and, and speaking to them, but like anyone out there, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people right now that are feeling lonely, you know what I mean? And I always tell mm-hmm. them like, mm-hmm. go find a, go find a community, go start to volunteer, yeah. go participate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in my community right now, I'm, I'm volunteering, right? Every weekend I, I try to volunteer for this last weekend. I mm-hmm. volunteered for PETA. You know, I never done anything for PETA. It was a great, it was a great event, you know, um, and then this next weekend, we have a fundraiser for Direct Action Everywhere. And then we have a Cube of Truth for Anonymous for the Voiceless. So, like, I try to participate in those ones to, to build a community. I'm, you know, I'm learning new people, making new friends, learning from like-minded people. Like, um, I just set up, a, I had an a event yesterday with uh, Direct Action Everywhere, and I met a guy super cool. He runs a, a martial arts training center. And he's vegan. He's been vegan for like, I think like a decade. And we're going to do a podcast oh, wow. in his studio, like in his gym, you know? Oh, wow. So like, that's a cool, that's a cool like connection. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't building a community. Um, and some people, some people are in places where you could find a community and they just aren't, they aren't mm-hmm. trying or they aren't figuring out how to make the time or whatever. That's the first thing. You know, it's like we're, we're creature. We all like to be together. we like to be social. We're social creatures, you know? So when we're mm-hmm. like the worst, like the worst thing for a lot of creatures that are social um, is solitary confinement. That's why they say some of the worst punishment mm-hmm. in the world for a human is solitary confinement, like being in a prison, yep. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And you look at some of the animals that are in solitary confinement and some of the animals that are in cages and you see them going stir crazy. You've probably seen like absolutely. The like the minks yeah. on the mink farm mm-hmm. and they're just like twirling their head yeah. like and they so fast and they're just like this is real time like it looks like in fast motion like that's not fast motion they're they literally have gone crazy uh and and for what for their eyelashes for their fur like something so stupid that we don't even need like so rid- anyways that is that's the worst for some creatures right um, mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you is you shared a little bit of some of the things that you learned along your journey and kind of like how you transitioned. Can you tell me maybe the story of like why you went vegan and how you, why you decided like to stop participating and funding those? Industries? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now I feel a little bit, I don't feel a bit silly and I kind of do. I feel a little bit egocentric and a bit naive. However, I think it's really important to tell your story. If I said, hey, do you know one day I just wanted to save all the animals and I woke up and thunderbolt, I'd be lying. And I think people need to have stuff they can relate to. So let me start. So I just qualified as a teacher. And um, before that, I was in catering. And anyway, so we we have that link. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I just qualified as a teacher. And right away, I moved to Russia. And um, so I was teaching in Russia. I had my daughter with me and it was amazing. I loved it. And then I just kind of, kind of spring set in. I just kind of got ill. I just felt ill all the time. I had this rash all over my body and I just didn't know what was happening. So I went to the doctors and they just did this blood test. Like it was a really simple blood test. And he was like, hey, yeah, did you know you're, um, you're allergic to dairy? And I just laughed at him. <laughs> I can't be allergic to dairy. You know, flashing through my head was every time I tried to get fit, I'd eat yogurt, I'd drink like milk protein shakes and, you know, that kind of thing because, you know, we were told that we need dairy to, to be healthy for bones because 
I'm like the youngest of four children. I've always been told, oh, you know, you're the weak one, Ruth, and, you know, you just got all the rubbish at the end and all this kind of rubbish anyway. And I was like, no, 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 no. there's something wrong here. It's like, doctor, you know, I need milk, don't I? And he was like, I think you need to just go and research it. I really wish I still knew him because I'd like to know if, you know, he was just doing his vegan thing. I don't know. And I went, right, okay. So, okay. So anyway, I went and researched it. And oh my goodness, that night I came across um, James Aspey's best speech. So, you know, he talks about the dairy cows and how they're taken away from the moms. And I just went, oh my goodness. Okay. I don't want to participate in that at all. But I was looking into the health and I came across the Netflix documentary, Forks Over Knives. Have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that and just like these explosions going off in my brain, like, oh my goodness. But at that time I was just focused on dairy because I'd been told I have a dairy allergy. So I was just thinking, okay, dairy. And it, this stuff just didn't kind of come into play. And I, I kind of like, I cut dairy. I didn't do it very well because I didn't replace it with anything. And I didn't kind of think about my diet outside of that. So I wasn't really feeling amazing. And then, um, I went on a trip back to, but the, you know, all the, all the rash left me and all that kind of stuff. My hay fever got a little bit better and I was feeling okay. Apart from that, I just felt a little bit disorientated, you know? So I went back to England on a little holiday and you know what it's like when you go home and you want all the comfort foods. So I had the Cadbury's chocolate and the cream eggs and all of these kind of comfort foods that are heavy in dairy. And lo and behold, I had an asthma attack. Now, I've always had asthma and I've had inhalers, but it was at that point I realized that since I cut dairy until that point, I haven't had any asthma symptoms at all. So I was like, oh my goodness, okay. And, you know, the connectors started firing and I was like, right, okay. So I'm definitely not going to have dairy now. And at this stage, so I was living in Russia, right? So don't speak much Russian. It's it's terrible Russian. And... um so I thought, right, okay, so how do I get products that don't have dairy in them? I'm a, I'm a veg dodger, you know, so I can go to the green grocers and buy a veg, but I don't really know what to do with those things, you know. So um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go to it and try and find like vegan foods because I know that vegan foods definitely don't have dairy in them. So I started buying like these vegan kind of hams and bolognese and um, it's kal- kalbasas basically bologna in, um, in Russia and vegan cheeses and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, this food's good. I like this. This is good. But I had a child at home and I thought, right, okay, so I'm not eating these things. She's not eating these things. Now we're kind of like pretty much not eating meat. We're not eating dairy at all. This can't be good for her. So I researched it even further, and then that was it for me. I just went, oh, my goodness, I just can't believe this. So I didn't tell anybody right away I was vegan because of all the stigma that's attached to it. I was just like, you know, Ruth, you might change your mind. And, you know, they say people change their mind, and they do these things, and it's just a phase. So I just kind of laid low, which, looking back, is a big mistake because I wish that friends would have joined me for it and we'd have gone through the process together because – Kind of once you make that transition, then all of a sudden you're that person that's going, you must all go vegan right now. (laughs) So I kind of did that by myself. And it it took kind of like from start when that doctor told me I had a dairy allergy to finish, I mean, about a year. But then even like every month or two, it was kind of like I was eating some gummy sweets and I looked on the back of the packet. And I think because it was in Russian as well, I was like, okay, um, it was like gelatin, but it said, um, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's got an animal's name. Why has it got an animal's name? And even though I've got a catering background, I knew what gelatin was, but I hadn't really thought about it. And it was like cow gelatin. And I thought, oh my goodness. So I stopped that, you know? So it was kind of like, I still didn't class myself as vegan until that point. And even now there's some things that I think, gosh, have I thought about that? You know, I've changed my toiletries. 
you know, I only get like homemade things and they've all got natural products in them, vegan, cruelty free. However, you know, then you hear about vitamin D and things and it comes from sheep's wool and it's like this constant kind of like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't buy things that are made by Unilever and nobody touches Nestle. And then there's this whole thing about fake meats and, you know, should you have them, should you not have them and the big corporations. So it's like a constant cycle of, of self-assessment and awareness and education. So um, it's, you know, don't get me wrong, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, but it's been been quite a process really. But I'm happy I've done it, you know, the animals I mean, I've not saved any animals. I don't really like using that term that I've kind of saved like three animal, 300 animals this year because it's like, that'd be like me saying, you know, I went out today and I didn't shoot 20 people, you know. It, <laughs> it just happens that I didn't participate in that. So I'd, I like to say instead that, you know, if I was eating meat, 300 more animals would have died this year. Um, so I, I try to always analyze what I'm saying as well and pick up things from other people, still learning. But um, it's, you know, it's just a constant cycle of education. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people like to claim, oh, I went vegan overnight, you know, and some do and some don't. But most people, it is a journey. And I think it's, it's important for us to understand that too. I've been, I've been really thinking a lot about how to communicate more effectively, how to, how to if the goal is to liberate animals or if the goal is to make the world vegan whatever the goal is you know um if those are the goals we need to take pragmatic steps um towards towards those goals and i think that they're not always pragmatic um when people try to take certain steps you know for example like if someone says okay you need to go vegan right now right for example 100 percent, mm -hmm. you have to go vegan today because i did it you know what i mean or for for whatever reason they, you give them because you'll get cancer, because you're killing animals, because it's bad for the environment, whatever the reason that you decide someone needs to so go, many. right? That person, right, needs to learn some of the things that you know. The reason why you believe that someone needs to go vegan now is because you learned a lot of things to lead you to that conclusion. That person hasn't learned those mm -hmm. same things. They haven't seen those same things. They haven't seen the same speeches. They haven't seen the same footage. They haven't seen the same documentaries. It's going to take some time. Right. And if somebody, mm -hmm. if somebody on that journey decides, you know what, I'm going to cut out dairy because of something that someone showed them, you should be appreciative. You should be like, great mm -hmm. job. You should be just like a kid, just like anyone. Everyone likes to be praised if they do something right. You know what I mean? So great job Absolutely. giving up dairy, you know, and then ask a question. Okay. Well, what's stopping you from eggs? You know, is there, is there something mm -hmm. about eggs that, you know, maybe I could share something about eggs. I know a great documentary. I know a great video. You know, then, yeah. then it's take the next step. You know, I, I hate the term baby steps and people say babies do that and adults don't do that. Mm -hmm. However you want to determine it, just that's, that's just not a good word because that's, that's not a good way to describe it. The idea is it's a process and everyone's, everyone's has their own process and you mm -hmm. can't tell someone what their process is. You can share information mm -hmm. And hope that they get to the same conclusion as you, um, but you have to think of the information that that worked for you or that worked that helped you understand that, and then either how to share that same information or how to recreate it, you know, in a better way, form, or of communicating. Because right now, I think there's a lot of people out there, and maybe even people listening, that say, you know, it's it's you go vegan or or 
or else, or you go vegan and you can't settle for anything less. You know what I mean? And yeah, for sure, that's what mm-hmm. we want. But at the same time, is that is saying that going to get you there? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. for example, I could say I could really, really, really want a million dollars. And I could say it every single day. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. Right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't take any proper actions to get a million dollars, I'm definitely not going to get a million dollars. Right? It's the same idea. If I want mm-hmm. everyone to go vegan and I say, go vegan, go vegan, go vegan, go vegan, you should go vegan. It's probably not going to get everyone to go vegan. Like there's a lot more information, you know? No. Um, that needs to be shared and that sort of stuff, you know? So like, I think your example is a perfect example of planting a seed. That doctor that mm-hmm. you visited said, you're allergic to dairy, you know what I mean? And my mind says, you're not a baby cow. And your mind probably now says that, right? But at the time, mm-hmm. you were just thinking that's crazy. But that was a seed planted because now, now you started thinking about what you're eating and how does that affect your body? So many people don't, I personally, same, same idea. I didn't really, I knew that food affected your body, right? Or your health, but I didn't really know until my health was directly affected. When my health was in jeopardy because of what I was eating, that's when I said, okay, let me look into this. Let me figure this out. Mm -hmm. Right. So I totally get the idea. So now you've gone on this journey. You've gotten to a point where you say, okay, you know, I don't want to participate in this. And you have your reasons why you learned a lot of information and now you're ready to give back or share you know, so what's your style, mm-hmm. you know, of activism, how are you sharing? Um, and, and what do you do? Wow, well, I suppose the moment I kind of decided I needed to be more active, I was living in Spain. And um, so I'd moved from Morocco. Sorry, I'd, <laughs> I, I also lived in Morocco at one point, I moved from Moscow, chased the sunshine to Spain. And then, um, you know, I had my dream job, loved it, I dive in the pool at the end of the day my daughter loved it she was in a great school my colleagues were super supportive and I just thought okay this is great but what am I doing for the animals I'd watched that earthling ed speech and I just thought I just kind of had this it just felt like a calling you know I'm not a religious person but it felt like this Ruth you need to do something this isn't enough and um so anyway so I tried to um speak to the head teacher at my school I didn't mention the word vegan, you know, I just talked about the health implications and was just kind of like, you know, this is a healthier diet because like you said before, you kind of have to pitch to your audience. You have to know who you're speaking to. So you, you kind of like, I always change my conversation depending on who I'm talking to. So this is the head teacher. So I'm thinking about the health of the students, you know, at school already, we're not allowed to have chocolate because chocolate's unhealthy. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, nuts were not allowed because people have, da- have, have nut allergies. However, there was a child in the school who had a severe dairy allergy. And we were told that, you know, he could go into anaphylactic shock. He could die if, if he ate dairy. So he had to sit on a whole different table in the lunchroom. And he spent a lot of time sat by himself. So anyway, I brought this up, not just about the child, but about the, the dairy thing and the meat thing. And just said, you know, your school caters really, really well. You have a fantastic menu maybe we could just have a vegan option every day you already provide a vegetarian option for the vegetarians and the cooking's brilliant maybe we could just have that vegan option there and uh, <laughs> i suggested like meat free mondays and things like that just little things that we could do not hey the school has to go vegan right now or i'm going to start screaming and my head will start spinning you know i didn't do that i didn't speak to the children about it because they were only four anyway the head teacher kind of thought you know he wrote me an email and just said, you know, you need to keep your beliefs to yourself. You need to not speak to this about your co- 
speak to your colleagues about this. You need to not speak to your children about this. This is really, this is extremism, just as though you have a religion. You shouldn't be speaking to anybody about it. So don't speak about it at school. So I just went, oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I've always kind of followed people and, and admired people in power and just kind of, it's a head teacher, you know, it's a qualified person. They know what they're doing. They're a very intelligent person. And I just thought, okay, he knows best. I'll just keep quiet. <laughs> so it, it lasted just a few months and I was like depressed. I, my daughter was depressed because she couldn't talk about it at school. Meanwhile, she was being bullied at school and children were kind of putting chicken in her face, you know, and haha, why can't you eat this? And she couldn't say anything. And kind of in the same week, we both kind of lost it. Lost it's not quite the right word. But um, I was in the lunchroom and having my lunch because I made a point of, okay, I can't talk about it. But every day they will watch me eating my vegan food and see that it's nice. And that's at least something I can do. And a colleague came and sat down next to me and he put this plate down and it had a, a chicken on it. I can't even think about it now. And I used to cook and dissect these things when I worked. Um, it had a cooked chicken on it and there was a feather in it. And he just went, oh, there's a feather in my chicken. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in anymore. I just went, I just looked at him and just said, it's a chicken. <laughs> and the rest of the table just kind of went into this conversation about how you shouldn't eat animals and, you know, we're all trying to eat less meat and it's better for the planet. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is happening and I didn't do it. You know, they're doing this. I won't get into trouble. This is fine. So I should have left really, but I stayed there and just listened because I just was enjoying the moment so much after having to be quiet for so long. But I imagine, you know, somebody walked past and it looked like probably like I'd done all that. And the same day or the same week, at least, my daughter had been asked to participate in this kind of social building experiment where they have to look after this chicken's egg for a week and they have to not drop it and they have to share it between their friends and uh, they have to make sure that it's cared for. So she refused. She said, I'm sorry, I'm, I can't do that. And they said, why? And she said, I can't talk about it. They said, why not? And she said, well, I can tell you if you really want. <laughs> so anyway, she told them and she said about, you know, baby boy chicks just getting dropped into a grinder or getting gassed or suffocated or drowned and about the hens and how they're so young when they're killed. And she, she had all this information I didn't even realize she had. And she came home to, that, to me that day crying. And I said, don't worry, you know, I feel better for doing what I've done. You feel better for doing what you've done. We need to stop. With it. This is silly. We need to just do what we feel is right now. This is not right. So anyway, that same week, um, I was asked into the head teacher's office on a Friday afternoon at two o'clock. And I thought, great. He wants to talk to me about healthy options in schools. Anyway, he fired me. <laughs> I was literally asked to leave the building right then and there. I worked with four-year-olds. It was a Friday. It was the busiest time possible. I was shattered from the week. And he basically, as a single parent with no money, he basically put a check in front of me and said, look, this is your next month's salary. You can leave now, as I'm asking you to, um, with this month's salary, or you can cause a fuss and I'm not going to give you this and you can go away with nothing. So I took the money um, and I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, I, I need, had rent to pay. I was in a country that wasn't my own. I, I'd specifically moved to that country for that job and I was under a two-year contract and all this other stuff anyway. Um, but do you know what? The moment I walked out of that school, me and my daughter, we kind of floated out of that school. We felt so free because we knew that we could now be who we needed to be. And um, that was the main point, really. Since then, I've, I've, I haven't been able to keep a full-time job. I haven't even tried. 
I've been working supply so that I don't end up in that position again. The thought of working full-time in a school terrifies me and not being able to say what needs to be said because I'm not lying. I am on the right side of history. None of this is propaganda. This isn't a belief. And I, I, I understand that a new British law is that veganism is a protected ethical belief. I don't really know how I feel about that because it's great that we've got rights, but it's not a belief. These are facts. It's proved by science. It's proved by sight. You can see what the animals are going through and things need to change. And I believe that while people like me are standing back and doing nothing, change will never happen. So I just want to kind of stand up now and be that person that says, hey, this needs to happen and I'm there to support you. And let's all stand strong and unite together. This isn't just the teachers. This is children as well. I hosted a, a vegan meetup for little kids last weekend. It was amazing. But that all started because a parent told me that they um, that their, their child feels like they're the only vegan in the entire world. There's nobody in school that's vegan and they don't talk about it. And I just said, well, maybe there's lots of vegans in school, but they're all feeling the same way, like they're scared to talk about it. So I said, okay, I'm going to host a party. So I hosted a party and all the kids got together. It was amazing. But these children know their stuff and they know they're right, but they, they're scared to talk about it at school because they get bullied. They're scared to speak about it with teachers because, am I going on? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I was going to ask you a question about that. Do you know how powerful that would be if you could record that and share that? If I, if I could record what and share what I'm just... If you could record the kids sharing how they feel in school... Do you know, I have got a video that I'm putting together from the party. But as you know, I'm just learning all this. So I'm, my technical skills are, <laughs> I'm learning. It's a work in progress. But I am putting a video together and the children, it was amazing. For me, I, I teared up in the day. It was amazing to hear the things that they said. But it was also upsetting to hear that they feel that they can't speak about it. They're taking in pat lunches and most of these children are entitled to free school meals. But their parents have said, hey, you know, my child's vegan. Can I have a vegan option? They do vegetarian options. And the schools have said, no, this is three different parents that told me this. And I've heard other parents saying this too. And they're all scared to cause, cause a fuss because they're seen as the awkward parents. They're seen as fussy. But they don't really know what I know. I've worked in schools. And the parents, okay, the teachers, you might get the wrong teacher. But if you get the right teacher and if you cause enough of a fuss, they will do something about it. If you come to me... I can't do anything myself, but if you come to me, oh my goodness, we are going to have an environmental club. We are going to have an animal welfare club. I am going to change the menu because your child came to me. I can't do these things myself. But if that child or that parent goes to the right person, you've just opened the doors to vegan. Okay, not veganizing the whole school, just removing speciesism from the whole school. And it's really powerful. What And parents and children don't understand how much power they have. Hmm. Me, I can get fired. I mean, what's the worst they're going to do to a kid? They can't bully them. They're teachers, for goodness sake. They love children. That's why they're in their profession. The worst thing that can happen is they can go away and research it. And I'm going to plug the book again. In my book, the main character goes to the head teacher and the head teacher doesn't believe her, but then the, she goes away and researches it and she's blown away by what she finds out. So um, I just kind of wanted to get that out there to empower children so that they know that if they just try and, and be a voice, then they're going to get heard. It's going to happen. And this year is the year it's going to happen. But we all need to stand together and we need to make it happen. Yeah. I can also relate to you as far as my previous job where I was working was, was uh, part, of, part of the animal agriculture industry, right? Um, I mean, in a restaurant, right? And they served 
animal mm-hmm. products, right? And you I had gone vegan while mm-hmm. I was working there, right? I had been oh. I've been vegan for two years, and I was there for six years, right? Prior, right? So it was an awkward transition. And I remember one time my mm-hmm. boss came to me, and he said, "I didn't get I didn't get fired at all, like like especially not in the way that you described." But I remember he came across my YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> and. And he said the HR came across the YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. And so on my channel, if anyone's watched my channel or, or anything like that, you'll know that it's all about animal rights. It's all about health. It's about environment, mm-hmm. you know, but it depends on, on what you watched. You know, I have conversations on there where it's mm-hmm. outreach, you know, talking to people, educating, you know, I have some about health, you know, but I even have some other ones where I have slaughterhouse footage of me filming inside mm-hmm. a slaughterhouse, you know, so it just depends on what they saw. But it obviously is directly contradictory to the business that I'm working in, right? And part mm-hmm. of the reason why I decided to leave is because I wasn't happy. Same exact feelings. Yeah. The thing that I can relate to is the feelings that you had. I felt suppressed. I felt like I couldn't share what I, how I feel. I felt like I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. I felt, like I, I felt like I was trapped and I was stuck and I, and I, and I had to get out and I had to be free. Um, that's what I felt like. And it's so crazy to feel like that in a job that's paying you well. You know what I mean? It's like people yeah. might look at you as mm-hmm. as being, you know, um, fussy, as you say, fussy or unappreciative. It's nothing mm-hmm. like that. It's, 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 it's yeah. about doing what you feel is right and spending the time. Mm-hmm. We have a very, life is precious and we don't have a lot of time. Spending, spending time doing exactly. things that you enjoy or spending time helping others is more rewarding than getting a paycheck. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, so I can definitely relate to that. So tell me a little about, about some of the things that you're doing right now. Um, me about your book, about some of the other things that you do. Sure. Can I just make a point just going back to what you were just saying there? Um, I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, I left my job because obviously they felt I was in the wrong profession. You left your job because you knew it wasn't right. And so you just, you know, you just changed profession or you went somewhere else. Now, what really gets to me is farmers who say, I've been doing this all my life and, you know, I've been doing this forever and this is my dad's business. I understand that. But once you realize that something is wrong, then, you know, just move. I, I moved country as a single parent with a dog and the dog was harder than the child to move <laughs> because I didn't want to put her on a plane. So, you know, I drove her back. Um, so, you know, we make these sacrifices. So when, when people say, I actually have a friend who is a farmer on my um, Facebook um, page. He's, he's a good friend from many years ago. And, you know, I love him, but I don't love his job. And he's, every now and again, he kind of attacks one of my posts and says, you know, stop spreading lies. And I'm just like, as a person, I love you, but ethically, we, we're not going to understand each other because you literally kill animals for a living. And you haven't made the connection that you can just leave your job, you know, just go and do something else. Yeah, I know it's all you've ever done, but just go and change your job for goodness sake. Anyway, I just had to get that out there because it's, there, it's really there is bothering something, me. They like, we don't understand, but we do, you know? Yeah, for sure. There is something to be said also on the flip side is that the amount of vegans that there are in the world, there aren't enough vegan jobs in the world, right? So like, mm-hmm. for example, I know people that are maybe working at McDonald's and they're vegan. Of course, they don't want to work mm-hmm. at McDonald's. And yeah, they can yeah. definitely switch. But some, it's not that easy. 
Some it's really, mm -hmm. really hard depending on where you are to find another job, you know, that's in the right distance, that's the right pay that you're getting, that's yeah, the right, yeah. you know, there's a lot of factors. That you, I don't know your bills. I don't know your lifestyle. I don't know what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, you know, is there a vegan restaurant nearby? Like there could be, the nearest vegan restaurant could be 50 miles from you or 100 kilometers from you. You know, that's not yeah. practical, right? It mm -hmm. might be most practical for you to work at McDonald's. As an example, do I support McDonald's? No. Mm -hmm. If someone went vegan while they're working at McDonald's and they're trying to figure out how to transition, I do understand because exactly. it isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Everyone's in a whole another scenario, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and so I think that that is something that, a lot of people are struggling, like just like kids are struggling with being vegan in school. There's people that are getting discriminated for being vegan in their workplace, right? Yeah, Same absolutely. Idea. You, oh, all you, the time. You, you discriminated, you've been fired mm -hmm. in your workplace. Same, same thing, mm -hmm. you know, is happening. And it's, and it is, it is tough. And I think that that rights thing that you're talking about is, is protecting against the discrimination mostly versus creating. I think it's more about protection than it is about adding something that's supposed to be valuable. Does that make sense? Um, when you talk about the, the Absolutely, rights for but, protection? Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to sound like I was looking down on anybody for having a job within animal agriculture because I want to help where I can. You know, um, I've been outside, I've stood vigils at slaughterhouses and we spoke to one farmer who's 76 and, you know, he said that the business will die with him. His children don't want to do it. And we just said, oh, you know, thank you. He said, I don't want to do it anymore, but people will pay me. And this is all I know. And he was in his 70s and, and I understood that. I didn't, I didn't really, I don't condone it in any way. However, yeah, I don't want to make it look like I'm looking down on anybody, but I just want people to think about their options, you know. And um, but also yeah, about businesses, the, real quick, also businesses mm -hmm. change. Times change. At one point Absolutely. we had Blockbuster and now we have Netflix. At one point there was the landline yes. now there's the cell phone. When, at one point we were riding mm -hmm. horses and now we have automobiles. You know, like so exactly. many things change over time and so fast that it's just from one industry. It's just an industry is changing and you need to adapt. Even mm -hmm. like, let's say in the US right now, there was a big conversation recently about truck drivers. There's a huge, like millions of people that are driving trucks across the States and they get paid really well right? Well, there's about to be automated mm -hmm. trucks on the road. And that's going to take the jobs oh, wow. of those people that don't, that will not be able to drive. And if that's all you know, well, now's, now's the time to learn something new. And with, with a phone, exactly. with a phone and YouTube, like people mm -hmm. have no excuse not to learn new things. Now, if you're a transitioning, yeah, yeah, and I, something yeah new, I just learned how it's to gonna publish take some a time. book, you know? It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take some time. Now, if you're yeah. a truck driver or if you're a vegan in a McDonald's or if you're something like that, no, it takes time to learn new skills, but we all have the tools. We do have the tools to learn new mm -hmm. skills, but I know that sometimes it's hard to transition. I mean, it took me a little while to transition to learn new skills, but I learned, I learned new skills and, 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 and now, now it helps, you know? Absolutely. So tell and us when about you first the go vegan, so many people are against you as well. Yeah, when you first go vegan, so many people are against you. You feel like you're, you're having this crazy idea when you're the only person in the world to have it. Um, so it makes it even harder to transition and do things like that and change your job because you've already, probably your family don't talk to you and your friends have walked away from you. So it's really important in those instances to reach out to the vegan community. I can't stress this enough. I'm always saying it online. When I first moved to Spain, I, I felt like I was the only vegan there. I didn't know anybody. I couldn't find any vegan groups. So I made one on Facebook 
I know there's hundreds of members on there and um, you know that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have set it up and now you know I had meetups and I've got I've got good friends now that I can go back and stay with and friends with animal sanctuaries and that was the best thing I ever did I hear this a lot online like, oh you know nobody understands me I feel like I'm all alone this group is all I've got and I'm just like hey look for a local Facebook group or a whatever group put a poster up whatever stand in the street and say hey I'm vegan and some pe- somebody will come to you it will happen there will be at least one more person in your vicinity that is either vegan or having the thoughts that you're having. Yes, you'll come up against some people who will be quite hateful towards you. That's their problem, not yours, you know. It's just a strange kind of context we're living in at the moment. But it's it's the same at the beginning of any kind of civil rights movement, and that's what this is. It's a huge civil rights movement, and it's it's just beginning, and it's just getting off the ground. But if we, if we all reach out to each other, we're not going to all like each other. I don't like every vegan I met but I like their ethics. Some are more vegan than others or whatever. We all disagree on some points, but we have a, a common thing in, in common. And I think it's really important to reach out and grab that, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so tell mm-hmm. us about the things that you're doing with your book, social media, all your good stuff. Yeah, right. Okay, so it kind of goes back to what you were saying a minute ago. Like, you know, if you don't know how to do stuff, learn it. So you know, I remember the days of dial-up connection, and I remember seeing on TV that this internet thing had just been invented, which makes me sound and feel really old. <laughs> but, um, you know, now it, it's just everywhere, and you can't get away from it, and it's such a valuable tool. You know, I've done street outreach, and I've, I've you know, apparently turned people vegan, and, you know, people have gone away thinking about things, but you can't reach as many people as you can reach on social media. So I think that's really interesting to note. So it's really important, I felt, to put myself out there. I was very nervous at first because, I believe it or not, I've always been quite a shy person. And, um, you know, I'm great with children. I can do whatever with groups of children. But as soon as an adult walks in the room and tries to observe one of my lessons, I just lose it <laughs> and just start saying stupid things. So this has been a real kind of um, thing for me to push myself. I've even given talks for Animal Rebellion as a, as a speaker um, to help them to facilitate training for nonviolent direct action and for protests because I couldn't attend the protests because I can't lose my um, police check because I can't work in schools without my police check. So I couldn't actually attend the, like, the protests. However, I could give training to people who were attending the protests. So it's about kind of figuring out what you can do. So I trained myself how to do that. I, you know, I, I got the training and then I could facilitate the training social media I already knew how to use Facebook Instagram I'm still learning but I'm getting there um, I've at least I've got a presence there and people can find me if they need to and people are reaching out to me I've got Twitter I'm finding that a little bit strange but I'm out there anyway I've got a presence TikTok trying to make some silly videos just to bring people in and that's working to an extent as well and um, I think YouTube's kind of my main one because I kind of get that. I've got iMovie and I've just been watching YouTube videos. Okay, how do you make iMovies? Okay, how do you put a screen inside of screen? Okay, what is this Ken Burns thing? Who is this Ken Burns? I don't even know who he is. So I've been learning all these things and every one of my YouTube videos, they're just getting better every time. And now I'm actually proud of the ones I produce. It take hours because I haven't got the right equipment, but I think I'm just, any of us can be creative and we can just make do with what we've got just to get our message out there because if the people around you don't want to hear you, then extend that message and you will find your people. And my goodness, I've found my people. I mean, today I released my book. Oh, there it is again. And um, I've just had messages from around the world from people I've been speaking to. 
and offers of support and people sharing the link to Amazon. I won't know how many people have actually wanted to buy my book until the end of next month because that's the way Amazon works. So I'm like, oh my goodness, but do they really like it or are they just being nice? You know, but I, the thing is that I believe in this book and if I believe in this book, I know other people will. And the reason I've, I've made this book is because I want to empower the children. And I genuinely believe that in the hands of a child, this has the potential to make them vegan or at least question things. And in the hands of a vegan child, this definitely has the potential to make them a vegan activist and to make them just feel, speak with more conviction and know that they're on the right side and that they can make changes. So I'm hoping this will empower them as well. So that, that's what the message is. It's not just some cutesy story. It's not an information book. It is a, a book. And I had a friend read it and she said, wow, she said it, it made me feel like I was back at school because like I said, I'm a supply teacher. So everything I've written in that book, it's, it's real life experience. So if a child said something to me in class, okay, I've remembered that and it's in the book because children approach me and children say like, do you know what, miss, I kind of want to be a vegetarian, but mum told me I'm not allowed to be because I need calcium. Now in my role as supply teacher, I'm limited to what I can say, even though there aren't any rules. So I just, I've just said, you know, there's loads of vegan kids and vegetarian kids. Just go look online and go and see. And then maybe you can educate your mum. And you can see like a little light bulb going on in the child's head. So all those little experiences, I've put that in the book. But I've also, you know, wrapped in there experiences about friendships and about other things. It's not just all vegan, vegan, vegan. It's about, you know, family, family um, connections and what it's like to go to school in England and um, what it's like to be a child nowadays. It's got a little bit in there about cyberbullying and Instagram accounts and people sending dodgy messages. So I think all around it's, it can kind of, that's why initially I wasn't going to call it I don't want to eat animals anymore because technically this could be sold to non-vegan children as well. However, I really want to empower the vegan children more than that. And if the other kids come across it, then great. I'm hoping that children will share their book because not everybody can afford to buy these things. So I'm hoping they share them with friends or have them out and friends read them. And you know, So looking forward to see what happens with that. But that's my main thing now, the book. And um, I've already got ideas for other books now. And I learned that myself just from YouTube. Like, oh my goodness, how do you publish a book? And what is this Kindle publishing? And what are margins? And what is typesetting? And, and what is, you know, who's going to proofread my book? And so yeah, all self-taught, but you know, we're in a technological world and we can, we can learn these things. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I've been thinking about writing a book and I'll, I'll learn from you maybe. Do it. How to write, how to write a book. <laughs> Absolutely. Yay. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that, I mean, the, what, I, what I admire most about people and people that I bring on the show and people that I want to share their message or people that are just like, hey, I want to do that. And then they go figure out how to do that. And they either use the mm -hmm. resources that they have and they create something special. Humans by nature, our best skill and what makes us supposedly the best species on earth. You know what I mean? Like, you know what people believe Ooh. one of the things, <laughs> one of the things yeah. that makes us who we are and what humans are, right. Whether it's the best or the worst, wherever category you want um, mm -hmm. is that we're creative. That is something mm -hmm. that's one of our best traits is creativity. The problem is our education system, our society, a lot of the cultures mm -hmm. are not set up for creativity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's just not the way that they're designed. We're very suppressed. We're like, no, you need to stay in this box right here. If you're in this box, yes. you're good to go. 
if you're not, if you're not in this box, sorry, you're, you're going to struggle. You're not going to make it. You don't fit in. Right. And so that can be very, very challenging and stressful. Do you know what? You've brought up a really good point there. Going vegan has made me question so many other things in life and the education system. Like I always wanted to be a teacher and I didn't have the guts to go for teacher training until I was 30. But it's something I've always wanted to do. So there I am. I'm a teacher and I am a teacher and I can work in schools, but the system is all wrong. Like there's so many things I could pick apart with the system and we are just taught to, they're just taught to be little robots. And it's not necessarily the teacher's fault. However, they are cogs in the machine and they're allowing it to happen. So again, they need to stand up. But what they're doing instead, and I see this because I'm a supply teacher, because I'm stepping in for these people, they're getting stressed, they're getting anxious, they're getting run down, they can't keep up with the demands and the paperwork and the admin. And mainly they can't keep up with trying to make the children do things that they're just not ready for with a lack of support as well and government funding cuts and budget cuts and a lack of resources. So these teachers are kind of dropping off the radar. I'm, I'm standing in for them for a while. And meanwhile, there's adverts everywhere. Hey, why don't you try a career in teach and you can start from as much as this much a year and you can get training. So the government solution to all these teachers who just don't agree with the system and are dropping off the radar is, hey, let's just train some new ones because young ones are fresh from school, fresh from college, new zombie drones, and they'll just do as they're told. How long are they going to last? You know, and I think it's really important to know that as well because it's, it's part of the whole system. And I genuinely believe that if we teach children from a very young age that speciesism is wrong, just like racism is wrong and prejudice is wrong, and that um, you know we can't love one animal because it looks like this and eat this animal because it looks like this, I genuinely believe we're going to remove discrimination from our society and I think that's a fear from the government. Um, you know, I'm going off on one of those conspiracy theory things now, but it's not. It's true. I genuinely believe that people won't be prejudiced. People won't be racist because they never, ever taught that they are better than another living being. So why would they think that about another living being? And I genuinely believe that this would disassemble from the ground up. And I think it's from this roots approach. And I think that's where it needs tackling because it will just get rid of the bigger things. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So um, as we wrap this one up, um, is there anything that maybe you want to add um, that you didn't want to add or maybe something that you want to reiterate that you think is very important, like one big thing? For me, my message is just that children and parents just please understand how much power you have in schools. I said it earlier, but as teachers, there's lots of us there that are just unable to say what needs to be said unable to do what needs to be done so please just reach out to the schools get in touch with the teachers if you can't find the right one just try somebody else and you know good luck to you because you are the ones that are going to create this change and I'll do my best to help you and support you however I can I'm here for you all right awesome so where can people find you where can people connect with you if they're looking to connect okay yeah people are finding me kind of all over the place at the moment um I'm finding it easier if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, have a look at my videos. I've got a new feature that started last month with a girl called Mary who's six years old and she's my vegan superstar kid of the month. So I'm going to do that every month now. So if you've got something that you kind of want me to add to those videos or if you've got something that you think's missing, feel free to drop it in the comments. If you like what I'm doing, please drop it in the comments because 
you know, sometimes the trolls speak louder than the lovers, so that would be really nice. But to direct me personally, you can send a message on probably Facebook is probably the best on my vegan teacher. So real quick, what, Instagram, yeah, so you can what's send your me a message there. The YouTube so channel Facebook, is um, my YouTube channel is Vegan Teacher. Okay, Vegan Teacher. Uh, and vegan, then Facebook? Yeah, Vegan Teacher. I can send you the link so that you've got them all down there as well. Uh, Facebook, I'm Ruth Amanda, but I've also got a page where I'm Vegan Teacher. And Insta Instagram, Vegan Teacher had gone, so I'm Vegan Primary Teacher. And I'm also yeah. on Twitter too as Vegan Teacher as well. So hopefully you can find me some way that way or get in touch with you and you can send them my way. And... Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll just, I'm just all the social media is here and I'll just pick up the messages from wherever I can. Yeah, for <laughs> and sure. And if I don't so, reply to you, I'm not ignoring you. Please find me another way because I'm just getting to grips with all this technology and I'm just one person. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I know what you mean. So great. So all, all those links will be there. Um, this, this podcast will be, of course, available on all the podcast networks, Apple, Google, yeah. uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, all those good places. And then of course on YouTube as well. And then my Instagram and, and my Facebook, which is vegan Luna. Um, so you guys can uh, find it all there. So thank you Yay. so much. I definitely appreciate you um, sharing all your knowledge and I can't wait for everyone to get a chance to see this. Oh, thank you so much, Kevin. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you. Let me just say goodbye to Lola. Lola's just on my knee. Okay. Um, Lola was just the, you can see Hi, here she is oh she was snoozing i'm sorry oh, she is no. a star in my book okay. and the connection is made there about how you know we don't eat dogs but then we're eating cows what that's all about so so you know lola helps us make that connection because she is adorable but then i'm okay. gonna be biased bye lola <laughs> okay thank you bye, bye, thank bye. You. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting. And also make sure that you guys are subscribed because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe. And also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.